Hey y'all, this is Michelle Greco again. Thanks so much for joining me for podcast episode 8 of Roaring Out. This one is NaNoWriMo, a work in progress. I took part in NaNoWriMo, which is short for National Novel Writing Month this year. For those of you who may not know what this is, it's a one month, uh, November, every year where you dedicate yourself to writing a novel. And according to the rules of NaNoWriMo, uh, 50,000 words is considered a novel. So 50,000 words is about 200 pages. Um, and if you're curious and want to learn more about uh, this project, which has, my goodness, has been going on, I want to say since the early 2000s, um, I will include the website in the show notes. What I will say about it is this is my second year taking part. Last year, I signed up and wrote not a word. Um, this year, I did write um, a little over 5,000 words. So nowhere near 50,000. Uh, my goal was actually 10,000. So I didn't make either goal, but I am glad that I did write and take part. What I will say about the NaNoWriMo program is it's a really, really great community. Since it's been around for some time, um, a lot of people do take part in it and you can interact with the community via NaNoWriMo.org, which is the official website, or um, the way I usually keep track with the community is actually through Twitter. Um, they have a couple of Twitter handles, and um, you know, it's really nice to see other people's successes and struggles to know that you're not alone. Um, they also on Twitter do what's called word sprints, so people will take shifts on the NaNoWriMo. Twitter handle and, you know, maybe for an hour or two have what's called word sprints, which is, you know, you'll write for 10, 20, or even 30 minutes, sometimes even up to an hour where you dedicate yourself to just writing and try and write as many words as possible. Some people don't like to focus on word count and they will just focus on a certain theme or a certain scene and get as much done as they can. But what's really nice about it is that you don't feel like you're alone. Um, the nano remo, I guess, powers that be who, um, do these word sprints, they'll always call time and they'll, um, also provide, um, prompts if you need them. So it's a really nice community to get writing and get focused. There's also Camp NaNoWriMo in April if you want to participate twice a year, not just in November. They have um, same idea in April as well. This year, what the idea that I had um, was actually taken from a student of mine this semester, and she knows that I have sort of molded her idea, and she's okay with it. Her idea was essentially a sperm donor who finds dates based on the women who get his donations, which sounds super creepy, but I thought it was a really interesting idea. Um, my question actually that I posed to her is if this person is getting dates based on the women who get his donations, who so who clearly want to become mothers, 
what happens if the women he dates, uh, according to him, do not make good mothers? So keeping in line with my interest for all things forensics and thriller and murder mystery, I decided to take this idea a bit further and actually make our main character a serial killer. Uh, because my, you know, my idea was, well, if they don't make good mothers, clearly that means he has to get rid of them, right? Um, that's usually my line of thinking. So that's my main idea for the story. And for today, since this podcast episode is called A Work in Progress, I decided to share a bit of the story here. So it's, I will say it's very rough. This is the first draft. Um, I know I've mentioned on previous podcasts that my first love really in writing is poetry. It's what I'm schooled in. It's what I have my master's in. So fiction is a bit shaky for me. Um, I should say that I feel like fiction is shaky for me. Um, this is a first draft. And I also will say there is cursing if you're sensitive to things like that. Before I read, I want to give you a little bit of the backstory here. Um, the three characters that are mentioned in the scene I'm going to read are Finn, Mac, and Blitz. Finn is the main character. So he is um, the sperm donor who will turn into the serial killer. Mac is Finn's best friend. And Blitz is a bully, essentially, um, who always um, makes fun of Mac, who is Finn's best friend, as I mentioned. So the story starts at a bus station when Finn first feels the urge to kill as a young boy when he sees another young boy um, being yelled at and hit what he unnecessarily by um, his mother. Um, but it's so it's not until his senior year in high school when he ha- makes his first kill. And even then, it's an accidental kill, as you'll see in this scene. Um, so his first kill is actually the scene that I'm going to read. And it's, as I will say, it's not a gruesome death. You don't even really see the death. As I mentioned before, it is accidental. Um, but, you know, if these things kind of make you squeamish, um, you can fast forward a few um you can fast forward a few minutes um, because I will share at the end, I will share two writing resources that I think are helpful. So if you want to skip the scene, if serial killing and all of this sort of stuff isn't your thing, I certainly understand. Um, but at this point, Finn is not a serial killer. This is his first murder. And I wanted to really get a sense of what Finn's backstory was before I sort of dove into the main uh, crux and the the main meat of the story. So here is the scene, and I hope you enjoy it. Blitz swayed. It was perhaps the most graceful movement a bloke of his size could make, like an oak tree that could move and sway as if it were a willow. Finn decided he should probably do the right thing and try to sober the host up. Yeah, he'd wanted to embarrass the big lug, but Finn generally decided to try to do what was right. Finn looked at the poolside table closest to him and Blitz and saw there were some snacks. He got up to check out the assortment and see what might be substantial enough to soak up alcohol. As he did, he noticed the moon, big and painted on imperfectly like that night so many years ago at the bus stop. 
he still hadn't forgotten that boy. That boy now reminded him of Mac. Mac, who probably was getting freaky right now. Finn didn't care that he didn't have a girl on his arm. He didn't care that in the next few months, everyone he knew would be scattered to different colleges, perhaps even Mac. All he cared about was that he felt worthless, and he wanted to make up for how Blitz was treat- had treated Mac for so long. If nothing, so that his best friend could feel better. Finn glanced at the table again. Peanut butter Ritz mini sandwiches. Fuck, I haven't eaten those since I was a kid, Finn thought. What better time than tonight for nostalgia? He brought a pack over to Blitz, started to hand it over, then thought better of it. The big guy would probably drop it before even getting a morsel to his lips, then crush everything to powder under his giant boot. Better hold on to these, Finn thought. Hand them to him one at a time. He crinkled the paper and took one out. Blitz was starting to awaken more, probably due to the cold. If I'm going to get any fodder to embarrass this guy, I'd better do it now, Finn thought. Hey, man, he said. What do you think of Mac? Pretty cool guy, yeah? Blitz let out a confused muffle of words and then, Heh, yeah, it's okay. Why are you so mean to him, bro? S-a dick. Yeah, you are a dick, Finn countered. N-n-no. Him, Blitz stuttered, which Finn attributed to the alcohol. But you're the one tying him up in lockers, dude, and spraying him with Windex? It's cold shit right there. Finn almost couldn't believe it, but he thought he saw a tear forming in the corner of Blitz's eye. You crying, pussy? said Finn, almost without thinking. He and Mac could get pretty mean to each other, from an outside perspective, so Finn was really used to throwing quips and verbal jabs pretty off the cuff. But his quip had an unintended consequence this time. Blitz started full-on sobbing. Finn almost felt bad, but felt like the bastard deserved it. He double-checked that his recorder was getting all of this and figured he'd get in one more taunt. You like to cry like a little girl, man? (laughs) Guess they gotta stop calling you Blitz and start calling you Sis now, huh? With that, Blitz let out such a blubber that Finn really did feel bad for the guy. Clearly, the star rugby player had unresolved issues, or a really low tolerance for alcohol. I mean, all they had at the party was Miller High Life. Not exactly top-quality shelf shit that really got you hammered. Finn rustled the Ritz package again, pulling out mini crackers held together with peanut butter, and handed it just out of Blitz's reach. Hey man, I shouldn't have said all that. I'm sorry. But if I... But if I give you this really delicious Ritz sandwich, will you promise never to make fun of my friend Mac again? Between sobs, wow, this guy could really turn on the waterworks, Finn thought. He could just make out an almost imperceptible nod and a grunt of assent. Worried that his recorder may not have gotten all of that, yet satisfied with the answer, Finn handed the tiny morsel to Blitz and got another ready. That little thing wasn't going to hold the big guy for long, and Finn began wondering why he didn't get something that had bigger pieces, like tortilla chips. Before Finn knew it, Blitz had eaten maybe two or three, and then something happened to the big guy's face. It looked like it was changing color, though in the limited light from the back porch lights, Finn was hard-pressed to tell. Blitz made a sort of wheezing sound, and Finn couldn't tell if he was coughing, sneezing, or crying. Turned out it was none of the above. 
Blitz was choking. Only the guy was so drunk he couldn't put his hands to his throat, the universal symbol for choking. Finn got up, pivoted toward the back porch entrance to the house, and froze. No, this is what I want, Finn thought. He gets an allergic reaction and croaks. No one's the wiser. No one has to know I had anything to do with this. Besides, how was I supposed to know Mr. Superstar couldn't have peanut butter, couldn't have peanut butter sandwiches? It all made sense to Finn, but he still had this aching notion in the back of his head and sinking feeling in the pit of his stomach. This isn't right. It was his mother's voice. She was always his guide, but for this one moment, he pushed thoughts of her and her voice of reason aside. No, this is right. It's the wrong that's needed. Finn kept his pivoted stance and then ran to the front of the house. He'd hang with the party there for a while. He contemplated seeing the life ebb from Blitz's body, violent as that may be. He wasn't sure exactly how graphic or heinous allergy deaths could be, but he also didn't want to stick around, though he had to admit he was morbidly curious. As Finn leisurely jogged to the front of the house, he had a spring in his step. He wasn't worthless after all. He could have an idea and execute. When he got to the front of the house, he saw colored lights and pretty girls. He remembered the recorder in his pocket, took it out, deleted the contents, and shut it off. There was no evidence tying him to the big guy's death. Feeling scot-free and powerful, he decided to go get himself a beer and a girl. So I hope you enjoyed that sneak peek. I'm not really sure where the story will go from here, um, though I have, since writing that scene, I have written a little bit more. Um, but the excitement of writing, I think, is seeing where the stories go. Now, to end this podcast, I'd like to share two writing resources that I've been using um, during NaNoWriMo. The first is Scrivener. Uh, like the story Bartleby, the Scrivener, it is a wonderful sort of alternate word processing um, tool. And actually, the portion of the story that I read, um, I read off of Scrivener. The very nice thing about it is that instead of typing everything into one Word document, you can break everything up into scenes. And if you later decide to scrap a scene or to move things around, make a scene earlier in the story or later, you can easily shuffle things around on a left-hand sidebar. You can also make templates. So if you want a template for um, a certain word count, if you want to make a template for character development or for scene development or setting development, makes it very easy to do that and incorporate it into your manuscript. I will include the link to Scrivener in the show notes. Um, and the link that I'm including is actually a NaNoWriMo exclusive. If you took part in NaNoWriMo this year, you can try it for free. Um, and then after the free trial, you will get a, um, a discount code so that you can, um, pay for it, you can have a certain percentage off. Now, Scrivener, the full price is $40, um, just even. It's not a monthly subscription. You pay one flat fee and it's yours. But if you took part in NaNoWriMo, the discount code takes off 20%. And if you took part and made the 50,000 word goal, 
you get 50% off actually. So that's pretty nice. The other resource I want to share with you is an ebook called A Year of Creative Writing Prompts by Love in Ink. I'm also including the uh, the <laughs> I can't think of the right word. This is why I don't edit um, for moments like this. Um, I, I do enjoy being transparent. So I'm including the link to the ebook, which is what I meant to say, so that you can easily find it. The really nice thing is that in addition to being, as the title suggests, a year of creative writing prompts, there are actually three prompts per day. Uh, the first is just one word, and the next two are for lunch and dinner prompts. Um, so you can write three times a day. The other nice feature of this actually is that if you don't want to do just go by day, you can actually go by genre. So they have all of their prompts uh, broken up into genre like action or sci-fi or journal writing, which is really nice if you want to focus on a particular genre for your prompts. And I've actually been using this. There's one scene um, that I actually based off of two prompts. Um, the first is just the word cost. And the second is about a sister who is very prim and proper and who is embarrassed of her sister who's a much more of a free spirit. And that free spirit, um, I'm actually going to make Finn's first like real sperm donor victim. Um, so I've been using it for NaNoWriMo and I highly recommend um highly recommend it for your creative writing practice, whether you're doing NaNoWriMo or not. So to wrap everything up, if you liked the story, or even if you just want to keep the conversation going about writing, inspiration, creative prompts, anything like that, or even if you have some creative writing prompts or resources or tools that you'd like me to share at a later episode, please feel free to uh, to get in touch with me about that. I would love to share any resources that you have in mind. Lastly, I want to mention that if you like the podcast, like what I have done today, or like the content I've shared in any previous episode, um, I'd love for you to rate the show. Um, I will include the link for easy access <laughs> for you to rate in case you're interested and I'm happy to announce that I have gotten, since the last episode, my first rate and review by Yuko. So thank you so much, Yuko. She says, Michelle's friendly and honest personality really comes through in her podcast. I really admire her courage to be open about herself and also appreciate her sharing tools and resources with her listeners. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much for that really kind review. Um, and I think Yuko really gets at what I hope I am doing with this podcast, which is sharing a bit of myself, my journey, um, and also sharing tips and resources that I think could help you guys, the listeners. So thanks again, Yuko. And again, if you haven't rated the show but would like to, the link for that to make it easy for you to do so is in the show notes. So thanks so much, guys, for listening, and I will see you all next week.